Before we get into the episode, we'd just like to mention that due to the current global pandemic, we are conducting some of our discussions with guests on online mediums and therefore there might be some inconsistencies in audio quality in the conversations. Thank you so much for your understanding. Please note that the topics, issues and areas discussed in this podcast may cause distress to some listeners, as well as the possible use of bad language. Listener discretion is advised. And we are back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Addressing the Elephant, the Mental Health Podcast. My name is Rachel. Thank you for joining me and helping normalise the space to have conversations about mental health. This is part two of two of a conversation I had with Grace O'Shea, who is a sexual health educator. Um, if you missed part one, just click back one because it's there. It's available. Listen to part one first and then uh, we're just going to dive straight into it because it's a really good conversation. So I'm just going to shut up and I hope you enjoy. Whether you're too tall, too short, your weight, like you said, ableism, like whether you um, ha- have a physical disability or not, you know, there is there. I, I saw on social media, there was a bit of uproar. Um, I don't even like using the term uproar. There was, yeah. um, <laughs> I didn't want to use that term. There was um, people came out um, talking against uh, the new witches movie Um and it oh, was because yes. of the way they perceived the witches. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen the trailer for it, but Anne Hathaway is the the head witch, whatever her name is. Yeah. But they've given her a hand um, disability or I, I don't want to use the word deformity, but that is the way they yeah. portrayed it in the movie was that she yeah. was a witch. So she has this, um, you know, she's missing some of her fingers. Yeah. And then a lot of people came out saying, don't don't come out saying that this is a deformity this is our lived experience like Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this movie is absolutely shaming or minimizing our experience of it because you're using this as oh you know the witches are ugly because the movie portray or the book if anyone's read uh, witches by Roald Dahl it's like the witches are ugly creatures yeah Um, and they're like don't use this because this is our lived experience and you know and and a lot of Again, it, it, in my experience, it's been women I've seen coming out of it, but I, I'm I've no doubt saying that um, women, uh, women, men, or or anyone else um has haven't come out in in talking about it. But it's even that aspect of it, like you know, you said body positivity or body image. I mean, um, comes in a lot of different aspects and th- themes. I don't want to use the word themes, but um, yeah. it portrays in a lot of different way. Definitely, and like there, oh God, I mean that must be just. I, I read a bit about that too and um, a woman with kind of her I suppose her hands looked somewhat similar she was kind mm-hmm. of saying to the Anne Hathaway character and she was like that was just devastating to see that you know to see as you said you know someone who's a witch and kind of again portrayed as ugly um, having a body part that looks like hers and like that must be just it's horrible it's absolutely horrible and there's no real excuse for it you know like as in sometimes you see stuff and you're like how did this get past like you know the board of whoever makes these decisions Mm -hmm. and then you realize hmm well who's sitting on those boards you know Mm -hmm. um usually white men Mm -hmm. um and a few white women probably thrown in so yeah yeah just just in case you know um so oh god yeah it's it's where kind of all the power is and who's making these decisions as well that we need to think about and I think just representation as well um you know less kind of 
tokenism Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes you'll see a campaign being praised as being inclusive because there is a black woman in it one black woman and say um I'm I'm so sorry now if I say this the wrong way but her skin is actually quite light like she is Mm -hmm. a black woman but um you know and then a, a lot of people come out and talk about colorism within um among people of color and that like you know you have people who've really dark skin versus people who've fairer skin and um the shaming that comes with the darker mm-hmm. skin um and then this campaign that has you know one woman who is um black but quite light-skinned is like the token of mm-hmm. diversity and mm-hmm. i mean that must just be so frustrating for people and mm-hmm. and um yeah devastating at times mm-hmm. i imagine like this stuff we can't really we can't undermine the impacts um of you know growing up having a disability never seeing people with disabilities being portrayed as sexy mm-hmm. um that's something i kind of am very interested in because obviously as i said i did occupational therapy and i've um created a course with an occupational therapist called sex and the ot and it's all about um, helping occupational therapists to address sexuality in practice. And part of that is thinking about like people with illnesses, injuries, disabilities are just as sexy and as sexual as anyone mm-hmm. else. We just aren't used to seeing it because no. it's it's never, you know, in, in the in the really erotic perfume ads that I've really <laughs> my boyfriend is sick of me on about perfume ads. I'm like, if I see one more stupid oh, I know. perfume ad, I can't <laughs> and go. And it's just like they're li- lying on a boat in the Caribbean and then it's all like Paco Rabanne or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah. what has this got to do with the perfume? Like <laughs> no. And they're all like the men are shredded again, that ridiculous expectation of the you know performing gender and performing masculinity and the men are ripped and oh my God, there's literally not an inch of fat on them. And then the women are absolutely tiny. And, you know, it's just the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, so that's just an example, but there's much more beyond perfume meds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just, God, we need more representation. We really do. And, and to have that, I think we need more representation on, again, those kind of decision-making boards, not mm-hmm. just the people on the screen, the people who are producing stuff, you know, directing, creating stuff. Um, Cause that's where the power is. Mm-hmm. That's you need to get people into positions of power. So yeah, this is a whole kind of run on snowballing topic, isn't it? You realize how big it is mm-hmm. and how many things um, do fuck because like, like, like you said at the start, it was like, this is a very like nutshell description of what body image is but then when you actually get into it so many things impact and so many things do come in in different ways like I suppose each of us have our own perception of body image relative to our own experience of it like I said you know I would my perception of body image would be very um, tailored towards my experience of it um, compared to you know someone who may be you know six foot six and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, everyone is always asking me what the weather's like up here. Yeah. Even, even stupid comments like that. Do you play basketball? Yeah. No. like <laughs> <laughs> So unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's just that it's it's definitely um, a, a personal thing. And we need to be conscious of not only our perception of it, but, you know, the wider ramifications and the wider the wider notion. And like you said, having that representation on on you know panels or boards or in advertisements or in campaigns or whatever it is like having that diverse 
um, uh, representation. Yeah, and it's ever, I was even thinking of music videos when you were listing out the different platforms there. Again, you see very racial stereotypes in music videos. And and again, that's a whole other topic and so complex. And again, just sadly, so rooted in our society. Um, and especially in Ireland, because mm-hmm. again, you know, our definitions of beauty are probably very much rooted in, again, whiteness and mm-hmm etc and kind of what white bodies tend to look like um I don't know if you would have seen it and I, I'm interested to hear your opinion on it. you know Dove always does these different kind of body positivity campaigns and I know a few years ago I watched a video um and it was a Dove campaign and they got people to come in and sit with a and your man could not see them um he was a basically he was someone that does like uh, sketches for police sketches and stuff like that um, or an artist and they described he asked them about different questions about their eyes their nose their mouth blah 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 and the people described themselves um and then that was it they were like okay thanks bye now and they went out and when they were waiting they'd been talking to someone in you know the waiting room or they were paired off like say for example I might have been sitting talking to you and then the second person was brought in and asked to describe the person that they were talking about in the waiting room or that they were talking to in the waiting room and your man did his his drawing again and it was interesting to see the two comparisons of what someone described themselves as and what someone else described them as and it was like typically the people describing themselves they were kind of maybe a little bit more harsher or you know I'm going to use the term very loosely like uglier I I don't think they were ugly at all but it was like they were very critical about oh you know my nose is long and slender and it's crooked and I don't like it and then someone else is like they had eyes that lit up the room yeah Um, and it's just really interesting to see the comparison of the pictures and then like you know the people went in and they were all about the body positivity and and such um but it was just even seeing that as a way that we talk about ourselves and the way other people perceive us um are different even actually this is a a slightly different tangent as well even the whole notion of selfies because I read it before that the when you have a, a phone closer to you um, it, it distorts the way it sees your face because it's too close so that like I think it was something like 60 centimeters away from you was kind of the closest you should be for a selfie because it gets the full um, right. or taking a picture that you know if someone takes a picture of you it's a lot prettier because it's getting a f- more natural kind of representation rather than these awkward angles of having the phone like right up in your face um, so that's why people look different in selfies. I can't remember f- specifically the specifics of that, but um, that's really interesting because um, it's only something I kind of learned in the last few years. Because sometimes I'd see a photo of myself and I'd be like, Jesus, is that what I look like? <laughs> you know, my whole life has been a lie, kind of thing. And then um, I kind of started to learn more about it. And uh, Roz Purse- Purcell, Purcell mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, she shared kind of it was like a reel or a video of her face taken with. 10 different lenses and cameras and like she looked very different in mm-hmm. some of them um which was just really interesting to me because there's the whole thing the camera was it the camera doesn't lie is that the saying or the mirror doesn't lie no the camera doesn't lie isn't it the camera doesn't lie uh, yeah but then also the camera adds 10 pounds like yeah yeah I know it's like make your mind up and I'm like yeah. the camera does lie mm-hmm. because it's not real li- it's still just a capture of you know mm-hmm. you and I always say to people and I know I don't mean to go back to kind of beauty and again we've kind of said that not to focus on people you know how they look but 
you will never see yourself from another person's point of view. Like you, I remember saying this to people, you will never know how captivating you are mm-hmm. um, and the way you move and the way your eyes change when you smile. And you will never have the honor of seeing all that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Even on camera, it's not the same. It's because it's an experience of mm-hmm. looking at someone and their whole vibe, for want of a better word, their whole aura. And I think that's, it's kind of a really beautiful thing when you realize it. I, mm-hmm. I just think sometimes I just take comfort in that I'm a mystery to myself. Like mm-hmm. I might think I know every inch of my hair and my face and my body. I don't because it's just my perception of it. And I only see it mm-hmm. from one standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that even in relation to things outside your body. I remember before I was talking to uh, a guy and he had a new boyfriend and his new boyfriend apparently had this like I don't know was it this kind of gorgeous ex who had like a really exciting job and you know this whole kind of he'd have built up in his head that like why is your man with me mm-hmm. and I was like you and I remember saying I was like you will never realize how special you are no one ever realizes how special they are because you are just you you're not a novelty to yourself you've Mm -hmm. been you your whole life but to someone else you are a delightful magical wonderful fleshy box of surprises and Mm -hmm. wonder it's just it's a really lovely thing to remember you know Mm -hmm. that you are a novelty to other people I just think that's really nice sometimes to just remember how special you are and you really don't you know you don't know everything about yourself not at all. And I think the one point we keep going back to is the way you physically look does not define who you are. Like literally your body is a vessel for your brain, your personality, your emotions, your passions, everything. And it's like that being conscious and acknowledging the amazing bloody people we are really like. Exactly. We're just like our bodies are just kind of fleshy homes that we live in and while as I you know I keep going back to it is wonderful if you can learn to accept that fleshy home or Mm -hmm. even better celebrate it um at least at times but yeah that like that's not the stuff that's going to get you through the really hard parts in life it's not the stuff that makes people laugh and Mm -hmm. you know we've all hung out with beautiful like stereotypically gorgeous people who are Mm -hmm. boring um, and mm-hmm. not in a cruel way, but you know, maybe they've just again been society been taught by society to rely on that. They've probably been told they've been beautiful since they were in a crash and never had to kind of maybe draw on any other parts of themselves because mm-hmm. everyone has a personality. But like the difference, and I think that is something good about Irishness and being Irish as well. We do, I know we talk a lot about looks, but we do value personality. Mm-hmm. We do value. I know we call it the crack, but it's more than that. It's it's the spirit people have in, mm-hmm. in them. And you cannot buy that. You can't inject it into you. You can't get it in your fillers. And that's all tied up as well with sexiness. I always talk about the difference between being, say, hot or beautiful and being sexy. And we talk mm-hmm. about this in class and it's really interesting because it was sexy is good looking. Like it's not, though, because a smell mm-hmm. can be sexy or mm-hmm. sound can be sexy. Or the way uh, someone like holds themselves. Exactly. Um, movement, um, a talent, intelligence can be sexy. So it's just about really broadening our ideas of people as humans. And in the end, that is that is what we need to acknowledge ourselves for, that we are, you know, instead of being like 
they're this weight, this height. No, the only thing you need to know about me is my name. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I have a thing about labels and why we as a society have a need to know all this information about people. And I'm just like, the only label you need to know about me, you don't need to know my weight. You don't need to know my height. You don't need to know my sexuality. All you need is my name. And if I choose to, my pronouns. Exactly. Now, I know some people need and like to have these different labels for themselves. um, But my perception is I don't need it. Sorry, I could have crossed you there as well. No, it's fine. That's really interesting because I think as humans, we are drawn to labels because we want to understand things because if Mm -hmm. we don't understand them, they are unknown and therefore they may be a threat. We are a bit fearful, you know, and there's, I'm certainly not an expert on how the brain works, but I know a little bit to pick it up now and then. And there's always a reason for kind of our behavior, obviously. And, and that's a really interesting one that we do. We want to understand people, don't we? And Irish people ask a lot of questions. We want to we categorize like, them. Okay, oh my I know, God, I know my... what this is. So I'll put you into this category. Yeah, now I know exactly, exactly everything about you. I'll put you in this kind of box because now, yeah, I have you now. I understand you. And when people break out of that box. That's such an Irish thing. Yeah. That's why people kind of freak out then because they're like, oh, my God, a woman who like loves her body and loves having sex with lots of people. What? Like, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not what we're used to. Again, breaking out of these boxes. So, so empowering, so fun. But people are afraid of it. Like my my dad just go back to the thing Irish asking questions oh my god my dad like quizzes me about people you know where are they from literally who their mother and father are you know their job um blah 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 blah. and you can see he, he you can see him working through the list of that he's the been mind map for. of this person I know exactly who this person <laughs> is now because I know their uncle's friend's neighbor exactly. I know I, I know exactly who they are and I'm wicked for it because I'll be retelling a story about someone or I'll be saying oh such and such uh, I was telling you my boyfriend last night I was like oh my friend is gone on a date tonight and he was like oh uh, where is he from and I was like mm, Ireland somewhere like I th- these are not the questions I ask I don't know mm-hmm. is that really ignorant but I would much rather know the, the information I have about people is so people describe it as useless whereas I think it's so much more useful <laughs> like don't really care like where they're they're from in Ireland or Mm -hmm. like yeah okay their job maybe but I'll be like oh yeah he's really he's really funny and he's obsessed with um dinosaurs or whatever do you know that like the quirks I think they're so interesting and people are called weird for so many things Mm -hmm. and probably getting off the topic of body image now but it's still all kind of connected Mm -hmm. in in the way we view people and view ourselves and and wanting people to conform even the Irishisms of like the Republic of Telly did a video before it's like you know you're Irish when it's like you know your man he drives the red car and he he does this in the local and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like we know all these things about about these people but do we actually know the people this is yeah. like all that she was giving he was like you, you know your man like he drives the red car he drinks the the pint of guinness in the local and blah 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 blah. yeah exactly and that's all he was um the sum of down his, to yeah. That, yeah that was all the substance was it's like ah yeah but sure like he's your man's girlfriend's cousin's sister and i'm like could you not tell me like he's a pilot okay yeah i know exactly who you're talking about like yeah no, it's, what the six degrees of separation are or something like that and something yeah. interesting about people do you know again no matter what age we are if we're talking about people just in relation to how they look and how they present themselves and you know the real superficial outer layer stuff mm-hmm. then 
again, we miss all the kind of really interesting things about people. And um, I think we can do this with older people a lot that we kind of lump them all into one category of mm-hmm. older Old. people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I still find out things about my dad to this day because I quiz him. I ask mm. him about his past and did he ever do this? And did he ever want to do that? And what did he think of that? And I love that stuff. I love those conversations and have them with people while they're in your life, you know, find out that stuff that makes mm-hmm. them unique. Cause I don't want anyone standing up at my funeral and saying, Oh, great. She'd she had beautiful hair and she lost all that weight and you know she's wasn't she great (laughs) or you know she she was good at doing her makeup and she whatever do you know I'm like that's not the stuff that anyone's going to care about the stuff that makes me me exactly yeah exactly yeah unless someone's a beautician they're like well she was a fantastic beautician (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the 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 superficial or the um, surface level stuff you you want to know like I, I like that I would rather people remember me for the times we sat up crying laughing about yeah. something stupid rather than the <laughs> fact that do you remember those sweatpants she used to wear all the time and they did nothing for her yeah you know, um, I always hear that they do I live in a pair of sweatpants do anything for her <laughs> yeah live in a pair of sweatpants because uh, lockdown I have not left my house in Fair. whatever I wash them I swear um, but I, I would rather that someone knows me for me rather than they do nothing for her yeah and it's really interesting because like I I spent a fair bit of time myself in lockdown in pajamas and various states of you know just out of bedness Mm -hmm. but then a lot of days I would actually get dressed put on a nice Mm -hmm. outfit do my makeup curl my hair and people have definitely asked me now I've kind of I'm much more selective about I suppose friends these days in this part of my life and you know like I really wouldn't have time for someone now who was very judgmental and whatever but you know you would get a bit of why bother like, why you do where are you going and I'm like but it makes me feel yeah. good it adds some structure to my morning it gives me it just kind of gives me okay I'm ready for the day now and look whatever people need to do to survive and it kind of just touches on that again going back to what my mom said about growing up you know don't get ahead of yourself like I think people are either criticizing you for not caring enough about your appearance Mm -hmm. or criticizing you for caring too much. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, but being effortlessly gorgeous in everyone's eyes is really not achievable for most people because we are so, again, the idea of what is gorgeous is so narrow. Mm -hmm. And it's so um, uh, personal, shall we say as well. Like it's so narrow, like the, the societal one. But then for example, I might find something very beautiful like for me I always find people's smiles or their personalities it is something so beautiful to me I'm like I couldn't care less if you're you know if you have your hair gelled or if you're wearing makeup or like all that sort of stuff but then like some people like no this is my you know perception of what I think beauty is so you have the industry or the societal perception but then each of us have our own kind of personal interpretations or opinions on on the the concept of beauty as well definitely and they can be quite warped at times I don't know if warped the right word Mm -hmm. probably a bit strong but like I I always find this when I talk to particularly um men well straight men really um that they'll say this has happened a few times they'll be like oh you know this actress singer model is gorgeous whatever Mm -hmm. she's and they'll say something like and you know she's not like she's 
she looks very natural. Like I like the natural look. And I was like, oh my God, she is what she was sitting in a makeup chair for four hours, I'd say, mm-hmm. to make her look perfectly natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but because again, I suppose because they a lot of them don't wear makeup, so they don't actually realize the logistics of of what goes into making someone appear a certain way. And the kind of double standards between what we see in the media versus real life is funny because on one hand we have the thing where like you know um you know people on let's say tv we should look like them and we're ashamed if we're not Mm -hmm. but it's almost there's another side to it as well because um like the people the women we see on tv let's say they're usually full makeup Mm -hmm. hair done whatever like bra what's it called push up bra bra. um I haven't used that word since I was a teenager I feel (laughs) push up bra um and then I suppose a lot of people though if you recreate that in real life they tell you you're too much you're trying too hard you're Mm -hmm. not natural you look oh god she's totally overdone I'm like oh my god it's this you can't win again or it's um, like you're not natural but then when you're not wearing makeup it's like just you're sick like and you're yeah like, God. <laughs> and like I love when straight men say they love the natural looks I'm like oh full body hair so you know no shaving no, no, no waxing no, oh no 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 I'm like oh but that's natural um it's just funny it's just kind of to tease this stuff out and you know um what does natural mean what does mm-hmm. glam mean and again that's going to be different to everyone um but yeah, it's it's just interesting that what beauty is to everyone, it is absolutely shaped by stuff we see. No matter how hard we try, it is going to be shaped. And I find as well, particularly with weight and women's bodies and weight, I find a lot of times straight men and not just straight men, women will say this as well. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine with saying someone like Victoria Beckham is too skinny and I'm mm-hmm. no one can, but I'm using inverted commas too skinny. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine with saying that, but they'll never call like someone like say, for example, Cheryl Cole, when she was in Girls Aloud, she was seen as an absolute, you know, icon of beauty. Mm-hmm. She was tiny. Well, she was a tiny, you'd tiny, sneeze tiny. Her way and she'd break in half, like. Yeah, she's literally tiny. And like, I think maybe because she was more desirably tiny, because she still had kind of boobs, let's say. And mm-hmm. she was, you know what I mean? Again, that men would fancy her. So that was okay. And I think, again, that can be really harmful because men will see like I don't think a lot of men would see Cheryl I don't want using Cheryl Cole just came into my head as an example of sexiness and but if they saw a woman in real life exact same body Cheryl Cole let's say they might say she's too skinny yeah because it's we're warped by what those bodies actually look like in real life if that makes sense yeah and the influence and the perception of the person and there's so many different aspects in it There is like Beyonce is always seen as, you know, so curvy and voluptuous and, you know, whatever. And like, she's really tiny as well. She's Mm -hmm. a really slim woman. Like she still has like, again, yeah, she is curvy, but she's still really slim. So it just kind of, it it frustrates me at times because it's, Mm -hmm. again, this thing of you have to be a certain type of skinny, only skinny Mm -hmm. in the right places. You can't be skinny in the wrong places. No, no. Oh my God, it's, it's, and, and the whole idea of going to the gym to target certain areas. So, you know, I always get like ab workouts or booty workouts, particularly that I should be just working on these areas and nothing else. Um, tar- like coming through on my, again, Instagram and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. I'm like, no, I'm going to, if I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out my whole body. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going just to grow yeah. one part and shrink yeah. the other part. And you can't target anyways. Like that's what they all say. <laughs> you can't, you actually can't like it's, oh, but that's a whole, again, the fitness industry and all that is a whole other, mm-hmm. a whole other podcast. A whole other, whole <laughs> other blabber. One thing I would say is probably when we talk about, you know, challenging the culture around body image or negative body image and mm-hmm. body ideals. One thing I think particularly, and I think this is particularly relevant to young women or um, anyone who identifies as a woman, is this concept of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, a lot of harmful and dangerous and problematic trends Mm -hmm. around weight loss around you know glow ups this kind of idea and it's all just slapped with the sticker of empowerment you Mm -hmm. know oh but it was it's her choice she feels great good for her don't get me wrong like the very essence of empowerment is you know being authentic and make your own decisions but I think it's really important to talk to young people and young women in particular about what really about recognizing what is your choice mm-hmm. and what is a choice that has been formed by other people's opinions and it's not for young people to feel ashamed for because there, there is a whole debate of you know can you pursue weight loss while still being body positive mm-hmm. and it's a really tricky area and some people say you absolutely can't some people say you can um, some people obviously are very pro weight loss let's say because Again, they keep saying health, 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 health Mm -hmm. Um, without kind of even thinking about mental health or, you know, societal structures, etc. But it's just kind of unpacking that a little bit Mm -hmm. that if you are going to make a change to your body, who is that for? If it is for someone else, look, I think there's some power in even realizing that. And I'm not encouraging it, but at least if someone can actually say, yeah, to be honest, I'm doing this because I just want society to treat me better. Mm-hmm. How can you really blame people for doing that? Like, I know I can't because, again, it's something we're brought up with. And it's exhausting trying to fight this stuff your whole life. And I'm coming from a privileged point of view, so mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that. I can't even imagine. Um, but, you know, just unpacking that with young people, I think a good mm-hmm. bit. Is it your choice, though? Um, is it about empowerment or is this something that you feel you you have to do or you want to do and it's okay to admit that it maybe isn't fully your choice mm-hmm. like I can fully admit that you know removing body hair it's probably not fully my choice to be honest mm-hmm. but it's not the hill I'm gonna die on either you know I've kind mm-hmm. of decided look it's just something that at this point you know I've I've made peace with some of it and yeah. not with other and I probably won't make peace with a lot of it in the sense you know that again it's just so many years of conditioning Mm-hmm. Um, and so much nonsense you'd have to put up with if you actually say embraced all your body mm-hmm. hair. But I love seeing other people do it and I cheer them on and I think, yes, we need more of you. Mm-hmm. But you know that you don't have to be the shining example of body acceptance to be learning and to be growing and to be body positive. You mm-hmm. don't have to. It's not about perfection. Mm-hmm. You win some battles, you lose some. And it is a battle because I don't use that term lightly. These are battles that we are fighting against ourselves and society. So yeah, just, I think that's really important. Um, just about that kind of label of empowerment and what it really means. What it really means. And yeah. even the the concept of 
body positivity um I find that and I, it was a thought that was coming up when you were talking there and I find that very interesting and very unique in the sense that when you're referring to body hair and it could be someone's like well you know I'm all about body positivity but I'll still share shave my legs or whatever mm-hmm. like um and I'm like why are we minimizing that like so for example for me when I shave my legs it's either I have to shave them for something or I feel like it yeah. um otherwise I'm just like I don't care yeah. um because who am I trying to do it for but the the notion that just because I am like if someone is making the decision to shave their legs because they do it for them they're not being body positive and I know that's not what you were saying um but it's interested in the sense that some people might be like oh yeah well I I do it because I like the feeling of my legs being shaved yeah yeah um and then someone's like, yeah, but you're not, you know, uh, living within the the natural, you know, body hair yeah. and such like that. And I'm like, so why are we minimizing someone's body positivity while we're trying to, like you said, empower and, you know, support body positivity? It's kind of like a, a double edged sword. It is. It is. And it's that whole thing of um, obviously I'm a feminist. Absolutely. But like, you know, getting rid of your body hair doesn't make you less of a feminist, you know, because that's not what it's about. And oh God, there's so much bigger issues out there as well. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You know, I know body hair can be a really powerful statement and like, it, I'm not minimizing it, but you know, you, you're not going to get full marks in body positivity. You're not going to get full marks in pe- feminism. No one can. It's not mm-hmm. the nature of humans who are brought up in a social context to mm-hmm. be able to embody every single aspect of being your authentic self. Again, when we're taught to be the opposite, yeah I just think you know and again just I hope I'm not repeating myself but the point I was making again is you know we often say oh people losing weight good for them aren't they so empowered because they feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. they feel better about themselves because we treat fat people like shit like you know let's be real Mm -hmm. um now don't get me wrong I don't completely say there's no health side to it of course Mm -hmm. there is some people will lose weight for health reasons and they will feel better because maybe the food they're eating is fueling their body better Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying that but seeing thin people get even thinner and yay good for them Mm -hmm. or you know like it's just this assumption it's the assumption that gets me it's not Mm -hmm. that that can't be your personal experience but it's the assumption that if she lost weight she just she'd feel better about herself I'm like no you would feel better Mm-hmm. exactly you would feel better about her body you would be nicer to her and then she would feel better about herself so you know it's 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 less the weight that's weighing us down mm-hmm. and the opinions of others mm-hmm. um which is just it's an important distinction that I think gets really muddled up in mm-hmm. today's girl power queen supporting queens empowerment kind of brand of social media feminism there's some great stuff in there but like mm-hmm some of it is not empowering but it's slapped with the empowering sticker because sure we can't argue with that can we you Mm -hmm. know it's kind of like oh well if it empowers someone we can't argue with it Mm -hmm. I'm like you can though you can question it you're allowed to do that you know um like you don't have to harass someone but you can question your own head you know you Mm -hmm. can just unpack stuff a little bit and how it relates to maybe you in your own life Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I absolutely think that's so so powerful and so important what you just said about the empowerment and that by just sticking this positivity label on it doesn't mean that we're being empowering to other people and being conscious of how we are empowering each other and that it's actually it's actually from a place not 
it's not coming with a comp or a, with a critique or it's not coming with a condition shall we say that yeah. it's like no we're actually yes you were absolutely uh, killing the game or it's like oh she's killing the game because she lost all that weight isn't she great yeah and it's yeah. like no there, there's no conditioning in it we need to empower people for who they are and where they're at yeah exactly even if it's not the way we think empowerment should look like mm-hmm. because again that's not our choice to make so it's it's I mean even talking about it now it's kind of getting complex so I'm conscious that for young people obviously it can't even be you know when you're still figuring out who you are what your mm-hmm. values are whatever um but I think just starting those conversations and it's just about asking questions isn't it like not again not the poor person who god love them is, just wants to get on with their life but you know with each other just kind of w- with ourselves like why am I choosing to do this or make this change you know, is my self-worth very tied up in this? Is it a little bit toxic positivity is absolutely a thing where everything is, you know, no negative vibes, no haters. I'm like, it's, that's not the nature of real life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people, sometimes people maybe need to be questioned a bit. If they're in positions of huge influence, I think people should be held somewhat accountable for their Mm -hmm. decisions. So Kim Kardashian promoting appetite suppressant lollipops I think absolutely there should be question about that. You mm-hmm. call me a hater all you want, but I hate that eating disorders are on the rise and mm-hmm. that they're more common than ever. So choose your battle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just, and again, complex, but mm-hmm. interesting. It is complex. And I'm <laughs> conscious as well that we haven't even referenced about the the notion, and I'm not even going to get into this conversation <laughs> because don't worry, about the notion of body image and body perception in those who are experiencing body dysmorphia or or dysphoria I mean Gender, sorry. Dis- yeah, um, sorry, yeah or those who were maybe transitioning um yeah. so whether they were uh, transitioning female to male male to female or they're somewhere yeah. in the non-binary um there's a lot of things around body image and how they perceive their bodies in that in that aspect as well um which I think is definitely a a conversation worth having um but I think this is th- that is literally a whole other whole other podcast because you could get into so many uh, specifics on that sort of yeah um aspect um because while it's still body image and body um perception and stuff like that it's kind of a unique dynamic in that aspect of what it is it absolutely is and it's so again unfair and restrictive the way we talk about people's bodies when they are trans when they're non-binary I in my undergrad my final year research was with transgender people and it was all about their experience with the healthcare services in Ireland and one thing that came up over and over again is the the need to prove their femininity or their masculinity Mm -hmm. and the need to perform it to be taken seriously so you know if it was um a transgender woman um she had to go in and you know, even if she hadn't even started hormones, because this was all trying to get approval to get mm-hmm. treatments, whatever. She had to put on the skirt, put on the dress, put on the makeup, like, you know, perform femininity for this doctor, for this psychologist to prove I'm really a woman. You know, I really feel like a woman, which is such utter, like, I mean, again, it's so complex. I'm Again, we don't have the room to get into it here. Mm-hmm. And obviously it'd be better to discuss this with, you know, trans people. But mm-hmm. I just genuinely feel it's it's, off it's just terrible the way we force people to conform to gender they're just stereotypes like they're Mm -hmm. just norms and roles and I mean how long were women wearing fecking dresses and skirts before they could wear trousers Mm -hmm. yet we're making 
trans women wear them to prove they're women of like but it's like if i was to go into a doctor i wouldn't have to prove my my femininity i'm i don't anyone that knows me knows i don't present very feminine i'm just like whatever i'm comfortable in yeah um i think when i wear my hair down people are like what the heck but the fact that someone else has to prove oh i'm feminine just for you to take me seriously like that's it's ridiculous it is. And then the irony of that feminism isn't, or sorry, femininity isn't taken seriously. Like I present very stereotypically feminine and it's gotten me a lot of associations with being stupid. Like, I mean, a lot. So that's another side of the coin. So my God, with femininity, you just can't, you have to just, I think, decide what femininity is to you and just, mm-hmm. I don't, can I curse this podcast, but just let everyone else check off. Like, as in, you know, um, it's because it is it is fighting with those ingrained attitudes that have been around for years and years and years and look I keep saying and I always say things are changing things are changing things are changing they are like I I really hope they are um whatever about what's happening in the states and everywhere else like let's think about Ireland it things are moving things Mm -hmm. are happening so but yeah no that's a whole other the the association of of gender with our bodies and our clothes and our appearance is just a minefield (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely grace thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having a conversation with me on this podcast a a bit of a long-winded rambly one but uh thank you so much long conversation but no yeah thank you and i i actually love touching back into the subject because it's something that comes up of course so often in sex education and what i do but it's I suppose because I haven't been in schools as well for so long. It's been a while since I've really kind of dived into a conversation about it because I find actually these conversations can be really draining um, Mm -hmm. with people who maybe aren't as interested in it or aren't as just people maybe who haven't challenged kind of those Mm -hmm. those bits we talked about yet. And I'm not shaming them or blaming them, but it's it's tiring um so sometimes I just avoid the conversation so it's really nice to have it in like a kind of this kind of environment do you Mm -hmm. know well we will happily welcome you back anytime to talk more about body positivity (laughs) absolutely body positivity or um not only body positivity body image yeah uh, norms and all that sort of stuff I realized I said body positivity I'm like no catch yourself (laughs) I know and I'm the same because body image I suppose is the same because it's it's a neutral term it's just objective it's just Mm -hmm. body image um Whereas body positivity is a whole political movement. Um, um, Creating the platform for those who are doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, while also still talking about, the, again, how many different topics do we touch on there? Like when it comes to body image, it's it's never ending. There's so many nuances to it. Mm-hmm. Impact on so many things. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And I hope you actually enjoyed this collaboration I did with Sexual Health West. I really enjoyed it so if it's only me that got enjoyment out of these episodes which I I highly doubt it's not um but I am super super thankful to Sexual Health West for collaborating with me on some of these episodes thank you to them so make sure that you check them out on social media they're at Sexual Health West on all of across all of the different social medias and if you want to get in touch about having a chat on the podcast or any other topics you'd like us to, you know, to talk about or discuss, do reach out to us on social media at thegreenelephant.ie on Facebook and Instagram and greenelephantmh on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for helping normalize the space to have a conversation about mental health. And we will catch you on the next episode. Have a good day. 
address the elephant in the room. Your mental health matters. <laughs>